everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for episode 112. This is our Writer's Chat, a very popular episode of Writing Works Wonders. What do we do? It is a chance for you to ask questions and for our participants to join in providing answers. So buckle up, buttercup. It's time to exercise our writing muscles with your friends at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hey, Kathy. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. And as you all know, I call Kathy the master of the universe. And if you want to know why, check out our book, Web Design for Authors. It's part of our visionary series. We do it with our eyes closed. You can too. And don't forget our creative writing prop journal. The prompt words for this week were serendipity, squash, spirit, tallywag. I can read mine. Go for it. Audio prompting. Here we go. What is serendipity? My phone rang. Mom, I'm okay. Rolled my ATV, but they want to keep me overnight in the trauma unit. My sister was in the trauma unit recovering from a brain aneurysm. When my son got off the phone, he went to the door and asked the nurses, can I visit with my aunt before I get settled in for the evening? They asked, well, who's your aunt? He told them her name and they looked at him strangely. They all turned their heads when they heard, that's me. I'm over here, Zach. Straight across the hall, a couple steps was Aunt Cindy and he walked in and hugged her gently. They both had big smiles on their face. There was laughter and jokes and shed some tears. The room was filled with love and memories. This would be the last time that they would meet on this earthly plane. That is serendipity. The end. <laughs> Thanks for that, Cheryl. <laughs> Beginning of the year, like last year, we discussed making goals regarding our writing or reading. So we were wondering, in addition to other questions, has anybody made goals and do you have any progress on those that you would like to share? But if you have any other questions regarding writing, publishing, etc., this is your chance to tap the knowledge base of the Writing Works Wonders community. Step right up, raise your hand, and our great friend Chanel will call on you. Carla. Hello. Welcome back. It's so good to hear from you folks. I actually have a goal that I'd like to achieve and a question because it's an overwhelming goal. Okay. I love to write, as you all know. You know, you know that I like to write poetry. I do song parodies, children's stories, a little bit of 
memoir and music. I have a musical that I'm trying to write. The um, the problem is I really want to do it. I want to get it into a format that um, people can, that, you know, that a, a group could actually put it on. And I'm thinking maybe my school or my church choir or somebody, you know what I mean? And I have the music, the lyrics, the script that, you know, it's in various degrees of being written, okay? But uh, my, it's uh, the whole project is so overwhelming. And one of the biggest overwhelming parts for me is the music's in my head. And I could play it on a keyboard and I could accompany, you know, I could, I could, you know, lie, lay down the accompaniment track and everything. But how to get the the lyrics that people want to sing and the, you know, the music that the um the various um the, the members of the, the choir, the acting troupe, whatever you want to call it, need to sing sing in a format that if you don't play and sing by ear, that you could read the music and sing the lyrics and get it into a score. I'm totally blind. And the, the whole thing is just so overwhelming. Now, in the past, I've written piano. I wrote a, a couple of suites. I wrote something called, when I was even 12 years old, called The 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 Other Wise Man. And it was about, you know, it was Henry Van Dyke's story about the, the, there was a fourth wise man. And I wrote a piano score that went with it. That wasn't anything that you sang in narration. And I, um, my parents hired a copyist, and we were able to write down the piano score. And I started on another suite that I wrote called the Chivalric Suite, but I never did finish that when that was on the Arthurian Legends. But um, I, I don't know. I think this is beyond that method. And I guess I just wanted to get other people's thoughts on this. It's just a dream, and I'd like to get it done. Okay, so I know that sounds weird, but I just want to put it out there and get other people's thoughts on it. You have mentioned this before to us. Go ahead, Cheryl. One is, <clears throat> I'm wondering, because I don't know if there is an app. I mean, there's apps for everything anymore that this just popped in as I was thinking of my other suggestion, but this, that um, that if you played the music, if it would come up with the score, like, you know, how we do text-to-speech or speech-to-text, we can dictate things in. I'm wondering if there is an app like that. Perhaps we can all do some research on that. Thank you. The other thing I think I've suggested before mm -hmm. is looking for a how-to book on the subject. And I don't know if you followed up on that, but there, did and I couldn't <laughs> find anything. Maybe nothing <laughs> in the wrong places, yeah. you know. Um, okay. Either I mm. I didn't find anything, but I I was going to say I even I, I could say I didn't find anything accessible, but I didn't find anything. So mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm not wording yeah. my search right. Yeah, and maybe it, you know another thing might be um, Coursera is a place where I've taken online courses, and they're pretty accessible to be able to take. You might check to see if they have anything about writing scores in there because they offer courses on all mm. sorts of things Coursera it's an online platform is that all and, one word yeah yeah Coursera C -O and how's it spelled c-o-u like course 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 e-r-a and it would be coursera.com mm-hmm 
Okay. Yep. I will take okay. a look at that. Yeah. Okay. Because I think it would be, you'd need some training. There's so, you're right. There's so many pieces to this. I think there needs to be some orientation. And, and I played a musical instrument, my first level of low vision, and I was using software that magnified. There's so much digital so many digital programs that help with music and writing music and reading music and documenting your music, etc. Like Fourscore is one program and all sorts of different ones. But are they accessible? And what is available for creating scores that have multiple sets of lyrics that go with them? I think that's a very specialized. I imagine it's out there, but you've got to find the right people to talk to. Yes, I do. And I, in an ideal world, everybody could learn their music by ear as we learn our choir music when, you know, some of us who are blind and all this. But in a realistic world, and I talk to people that sing in choirs that are sighted, they like that music and those lyrics, and most of them don't learn by ear. So, Well, I'm, I'm one of those people, and that's my problem. <laughs> I've always played music and sung by reading music. I can't mm -hmm. sing or play by ear. Well, I've I learned never, everything. I never yeah. developed that skill. I'm one of those backward people. No, it's and, not backward people. It's a skill <laughs> that, you know, it's it's something some people do can do and some don't. And I, and I respect that. But I've always um, played my band parts, sung my choir parts by ear. Now, I do know Braille music and I've learned cantatas and things. And I find it very slow. But I, um, you know, I've had to learn how to um, read the music and memorize it that way. But my preference is always by ear and I write by ear. And yeah. uh, you know, so, um, so this is, um, but I, I recognize that others that um, others don't um, have this, this type of a, a skill, and they need to have the music. And that's okay, too. But it's just a matter of how to get it done. And I've just been so overwhelmed with it. And I've, it's discouraging. I hope I don't give it up. I think we've got to continue to tap different resources. I think Coursera might be a possibility. It might be through a professional association for uh, musicians. Maybe there's a listserv that maybe you do some research and find professional associations for musicians. And maybe through a listserv, you find out what they're using as their um, programs to be able to write their music, you know, etc. Or actually professional associations for people who develop scores. It's a parallel question when mm -hmm. we want to write a play, when we want to go into any new genre, where do we tap? You know, we can take a class on something. We can look for a how-to book. We can tap a professional group to say, how do you approach this problem? So it's a parallel question. It's very helpful. Thank you. Kim. Hey, everybody. I am trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get back into writing. I haven't written for quite a while now. And it, I don't know if it's, well, it's a combination of not having any good ideas to put into poetry and other stuff that keeps happening to, that gets my mind out of the the writing mood, it, for example, 
right now I'm dealing with a sore toe, a really sore toe, and hoping it's not broken. And I'm like, Kim, and I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking, why aren't you writing? You used to write a lot, even though you never put it out anywhere. But anyway, I need re-motivation. Help. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's why hopefully our prompts can help. And part of that, you know, I'm not saying for you, for me, I can, I've got two books started, right? And so what did I do the other day? I started a third. There's something stuck there that I couldn't, can't finish. So last night I said, Cheryl, you need sit. God help me sit. And I did. I wrote for about an hour before I went to sleep. Uh, One of the strategies I use is um, breaking it into chunks and saying, you know what? I don't have to write a, if I'm writing poetry, I don't have to do a whole poem, but Mm -hmm. let me just start something. I'll start with a prompt. I'll start with something I know I'm going to throw away. I'm not committing Uh to anything. I'm just going to write and I'm just going to do 10 minutes a day. Can I do 10 minutes a day? Sure. I could do 10 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. you know, and because you are a writer, you're going to get hooked. Let's throw that out there. What do you do? That was one of my backup questions. What do you do when you've hit that slump and you need to get recharged? Thanks, Kim. You you hit the mm-hmm. nail right on the head. It's a okay, common experience. Okay, we have Marlene to answer the question. Well, I don't know if I can actually answer, but I can say definitely I'm with you, Kim, all the way because <laughs> I have to finish this third novel and I've only got like two chapters that I have to finished to have the first draft done and I keep procrastinating and doing everything else but I Mm -hmm. mean I can write a poem (laughs) 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 you know (laughs) I can write a short story Mm -hmm. I can write for your prompts (laughs) but no Mm -hmm. that's almost like uh, oh no I have to go uh, I don't know go to the bathroom I have to go uh, eat something (laughs) Uh, I have to go I have to paint the I have to paint the ceiling today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to go read this audiobook. Sometimes you can do things to get yourself in the in the mood, like like using the creative right creative prompts, writing creative writing Writing prompts prompts, journal. Really it helps you get your mind in focus, get you motivated to to start. Whatever mm-hmm. you can get to sort of open that bottle, get that bottle mm-hmm. flowing. Once it starts flowing, watch out. There it goes. Yeah. And another one is, is what are the things that inspire you? It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, taking a walk, taking a hike, sometimes sitting by a lake, uh, sometimes being with little kids, being with your loved mm-hmm. ones. Whatever it is, I don't know. What is it that refreshes you? It might be that you've needed some time to fill up and Mm -hmm. then it will overflow. And so making sure that we're filling, that we're getting that filling as well. We can't produce out of emptiness. Carla. Okay. 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 I I can maybe help with with this a little bit. Um, I find, and this is going to sound really strange, um, my biggest writer's block is not knowing what to write, but allowing myself the time to write. So um, 
and um, and I'm working on this. This is a work in progress. Okay. So um, one thing that I have, I'm I'm starting to work on, it's a new strategy, it's decluttering. And when I say decluttering, I don't necessarily mean decluttering my house, although that needs done. And maybe that's something that's blocking me. I don't know. But decluttering um, some of the the less, you know, the things out of my life that um, are not inspiring, that I don't like, that, you know, saying no to things that I do just because I feel like I have to do them. And the second part of the equation is making an appointment with myself to write. And it might only be 10 minutes at this particular time. It's saying, I'm going to write at this time. And then sitting down and then whether um, anything comes out or not, just write something. And not with the idea that I'm going to throw it away, with the idea that I might throw it away, or it might be something that I'm going to keep. I mean, that that makes it a little easier than to say this, I'm just going to throw this away. I'm going to say I might throw it away. And then so it's like boiling a pot of soup to me. What I do is I'll set aside the ingredients. And sometimes you just put them in the pot and they're simmering on a back burner. Then all of a sudden you smell something, you know, it's like you smell something cooking and you realize it's germinating and all these juices are going in there and marinating. Also, if any little thing pops into my head, um, and I'll give you an example of this. Um, This poem is a work in progress, but I went to Alabama to visit my brother. And one thing we did is we went kayaking. And I loved the kayaking, but I hated the portaging, getting out of the boat and having, you know, out of the kayak and having to walk it through all this gick and stuff. And it didn't help that my brother told me that there are all these fishes in the river. And I thought, oh, they're going to just swim up my pant legs. And that's no fun. All of a sudden, just a couple of weeks after I came home, this, this line came into my mind and I wrote it down and it's turning into a poem. And the line is, I want to make peace with you, river. So I mean, that's just an example, or there might be a snatch mm-hmm. of conversation that somebody says, or you might be listening to reading a book and you say, ah, I hate the ending of that book. Well, I'll write the way you like it, or you don't mm-hmm. like the end of the song for that song, Taxi. Well, mm-hmm. you out with a, um, a, a sequel to Taxi, you know, what happened mm-hmm. to them and things like that. So why not write mm-hmm. the, and one thing I, I found inspiring was writing an answer song to Elton John's Nikita. You know, I, I wrote a, another um, little poem that, you know, and I put it to sort of a parody of Elton John, but it was Nikita's point of view, writing back to him. So, you know, I mean, if you can't come up with something of your own, expand on something else, allow yourself the time to write. Yeah, something that Alice suggested, take some of the poetry or stories we already have in our file, look at them, edit them, send them out to be published or not. But you probably have stuff that you can that maybe you started you didn't finish maybe there's something you think well let me see what that is it might spark you to continue on or even to write something else like uh, carla said decluttering the brain decluttering the stuff whatever it may be those are my suggestions but i thought since i asked you guys such a huge question that i I had to give something back today thank you and i enjoy the call Thank you. We enjoy you. And there Another, are... Oh, go ahead. Shana. Just currently no hands, sorry. Okay. And and in another way, this is part of why I like outlines, like in the situation where 
Marlene is. I'm, I'm sure she has an outline of what needs to be in those chapters overall. And the way I approach that is I then try to narrow down my outline a little bit more and um, work. I'll work on an outline quicker than I'll write prose for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back and gradually say, oh, I can write that part, that part. Now I can see that part. I can hear that in my head and, and it'll start flowing. But it, sometimes you need to um, spec it out, sketch it out, however you think of it as, fiddle with it in your head or on paper before you can actually start to flow with it. So whatever way you do that, and doodles, outlines, riding a bike, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Marsha, so nice to see you here. Yeah, I, you? I got I got stuck in Braille and voiceover and Jaws, <laughs> but I have not given up writing. And I've got, like all of you, I've got things that are half written. I still want to write a kind of a story about being out on the road and having to go into women's bathrooms by myself <laughs> and try to find the stall and the and the you know. Trying to use my fingers to find the soap and getting it all over the wet, whatever, you know, as a comedy, but I haven't gone back to it. The, the thing that I'm going to be kind of the opposite of what you all are talking about, and that is to go with the procrastination. So you get up in the morning and you say, I am going to procrastinate today. I am not going to write and do it all day long and just see what happens from that. In other mm. words, we're all trying to make ourselves right. And there's something in the mind that says, oh, you think you do, but I got different plans for you. So mm. this is this is just something that you can experiment with. Okay, I am not going to write today. I am determined. <laughs> is, okay, that called reverse, is that called reverse psychology? <laughs> it's, it's just something that I get from some teachings that I study. And, you know, you can yeah. do that with worry. You can lay down and say, I'm going to mm -hmm. really worry for a half an hour and you can't do it. So, you know, it's, <laughs> so you can do that with anything, but I can see where it could work with the writing. Oh, heck yeah, Marsha. You already sparked me. As soon as you started saying that, I, mean, it's like, I could feel it in my tummy saying, uh -huh. Oh, well, no, I'm going to go right, right now this minute. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? In other words, it's not resisting it. It's just going ahead with, you know, what the mind is just saying, I'm going to control you, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and next up, Alice Massa. Hi, Alice. Hi, thank you. And I thought I would respond a little to Kim's question. I used to tell uh, people to think of an ear of sweet corn. And so many of us this time of year like to think of an ear of sweet corn, but think of just one kernel on that piece of corn. And that's the way you can think of a poem or whatever else you want to write. I was talking about poetry, actually, when I would talk about this ear of corn and just begin with one kernel. And that kernel you can place anywhere. You can place it 
so that it is in the middle of a poem, at the beginning, at the end, or it could be what is your title of the poem. But you use that kernel to just work out and work around. And before you know it, you've got that ear of corn. And one other way that I use that is if you can't think of anything, think of one word that is your kernel and use that as the stem for an acrostic poem. Because mm. if you're really having trouble starting writing, the acrostic gives you a place to start and a place to end. And you've got all that you need in the middle also. So it's the easiest form for many people to write. And I assume all of you probably know what an acrostic is. But the one thing that I always suggest further in writing an acrostic is make certain that your stem words from the acrostic are words that are strong words. Don't pick an article like a, an, or the. Don't pick a demonstrative adjective like this or that. Use words that are stronger, those strong verbs or nouns, adjectives, adverbs you can use. Sometimes people say, oh, don't use the adverbs. Well, it depends on the adverb and how you're using it and such. But have those stem words to be meaningful, strong words and let your acrostic flow. An acrostic need not rhyme. It can contain some rhyme, inner rhyme or end rhyme, whatever you want, or no rhyme at all. But as you know, each line must begin with the letter. And it's always interesting because acrostics were used centuries ago first as a way of writing a love poem. Uh, and it was there was a secret message. And the message, of course, was the stem of the acrostic. So there's history to this type of poem as well. And and I, whenever I had students come to me, oh, I can't think of a thing to write, Ms. Massa. I you know, think of a word, think of your kernel, start with that acrostic. You, you can do it and think uh, rather than the reverse psychology, which I know does work at times and does work for many people, positive thinking can also work. And having yourself in that frame of mind. Now, to answer Carla's question, the uh, and this is a sneak preview, and I've been debating with myself whether I should mention this or not, because I have not yet formally announced this to Behind Our Eyes. But at our October 1st meeting, for the first time, to my knowledge, since Behind Our Eyes began in 2006, our speaker is someone who has written a drama within the last year, and he is going to speak about his 10-month process of writing the drama and also that it was performed August 25th and 26th and how he worked with the actors to revise the drama and the drama contains music, but he did not have to write the music because it's historical fiction. And he took the music from um, 
the person who is the main character, what she had written. And so that's October 1st. Of course, Behind Our Eyes is open only to members. But if you aren't a member and want to become a member, you can easily go to behindoureyes.org. Go to the Join Us link. There is no charge for membership. And this event is going to be happening on October 1st. So those just a couple of thoughts. And thank you for letting me share that today. Thank you, Allison. You heard it first here live. I'm ready to work saunters. <laughs> I think a kernel on a, on a ear of corn is a great image. Yeah, uh, it really is. Alice, yeah. is. Alice is a talented teacher. Yes. We're very, very fortunate <laughs> to have her in the group. Um, so you. we'll throw out another question there, too, because pe some people have mentioned some favorite writing techniques. Mm -hmm. Let's also give an opportunity if you have favorite writing techniques or writing tools that have helped improve mm -hmm. your craft and that you would like to share with the group. Or you have other questions that you would like to pose. Favorite writing techniques or tools that have helped you improve your craft. One of the things I'm excited about, um, I'm so happy that Marsh is here. I'm happy everybody's here. Carla's schedule's worked mm -hmm. out that she's been able to be here. Um, I've been learning Braille, as I know um, Carol, Cheryl, and Marsha have been working on. And um, one of the things for me is I'm trying to get to where when I read, I can... Um, in a way, if you can follow this, see the words again. Mm -hmm. uh, I've lost this with audiobooks. Um, and so going to the Braille, I'm hoping is um, going, and it already has in the reading that I'm able to do, afforded me the opportunity to um, feel the individual letters, feel the words, and get a sense of the words in a, a more discreet specific way than I do with audio, if that makes mm -hmm. a sense. So learning Braille, I see as a writing tool for me. Mm -hmm. And I actually use a Perkins Brailler to practice and reinforce what I'm learning. And I'm starting mm -hmm. to be able to read what I write on the Perkins. Mm -hmm. Chanel, you have a hand? Yes, we do. We have Miriam's iPad. Right. Hello, I have a question, which was inspired by Carla's question about uh, tools. So I, I'm in, in my 50s. I was born legally blind, but I so I had very narrow tunnel vision, but I had 2080 acuity. So I did a lot of writing in a notebook, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff's written in notebooks, only lost all of my vision in the last eight years. So I have learned Braille or, or still working. I'm, I kind of read like a first grader and reads when they are just learning all the letters. I'm very slow at it. So trying to write now, I have a lot of hesitation to do it, mainly because I don't know what format to use. I, my my go-to was always notebook and pen. The, my concern with computers is that you know, I just learned JAWS in the last three years. So my computer is um, a kind of a hesitation too, because what if I get into a space where, oh no, I can't get to what I was writing and it's gone forever. 
kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Braille, like I said, is very, very slow. What would you recommend to get me started again? A couple of options there. Uh, Perkins Brailler, uh, Slate and Stylus is, is slow. Perkins Brailler, I find more straightforward. There's a couple places that you can borrow them from. But as far as with a keyboard, you don't have to necessarily, if you're not writing something big like a novel, you can use something simple like notes that should be readily accessible and not get too lost on you. Cheryl, what would you suggest? Kathy and I have both had been able to write in notebooks like you know you did thank you thank you god that i yes took typing and can able to yes type but i use external keyboards with my iphone or my ipad and mm-hmm. so i keep one with me one of the logitech ones you don't have to charge the battery lasts they say two years so we'll see so what's neat about notes is i just put a title at the top you know you can lock that note so you don't accidentally delete it if you're looking to go back to it you just do a quick search or there's another one now called draft that's pretty easy to use and that other one is voice stream writer yes those are good ideas thank you we have a lot of jaws users it's just a matter of making sure you know how to save when you're going along it automatically saves for you the microsoft word or whatever program you're using wow all right well thank you you're welcome please come back thank you thanks who's next chanel amy hey amy hey guys Just a quick question, actually. I just want to know where people sort of stand on this one. When writing a novel, I I want to push the envelope, but I'm having a hard time with how hard do I push it. So um, when it comes to just pretty much everything, like, but romance or is kind of what I want to know from the rest of the crew here. I think, you know, as, as writers, we think about our target audience, mm-hmm. right? That That's a big part of it. Who's your audience? Who's your intended audience? Who's your current audience? Do you want to keep that audience? Do you want to expand your audience? And then what's your comfort level? Are you comfortable being identified with what you're going to be writing? Are you willing to stand for those things and take flack for it if necessary? be it whatever those issues are that you're addressing. Those are two things that come to my mind right off. I mean, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of things like romance, violence, diversity issues. You know, I'm I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. So, Well, um, I think you're on the right track in what you're saying. I think my thing is, is I separate so story from life. It has nothing to do with me. So mm-hmm. what I write has nothing to do with me. It, mm-hmm. But I think that when I read a story, I want to go into a different world. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to read about someone's truths um, mm-hmm. in some ways. I, I just want to enjoy the read. And sometimes I like controversy. So... Yeah, I just I just kind of wanted an opinion. I've been taking courses and stuff, so I just, mm-hmm. 
Here's my thought. Push the envelope. Go for it. And write it as if you're going to use a pseudonym. Don't worry about it. Just go for it. Push it as far as you want. And then when you're editing, then you'll see, is this something I enjoy reading? Is this something I want Uh under my name? And so many times we hold back, go for it, thinking that I'm going to publish it under my pen name. There are people out there that have several pen names. That might give you the freedom to push whatever envelope you're talking about pushing. Yeah, and I tend to agree with that. I just wanted to know how others wrote. That's where I was headed too, thinking about the pseudonym. And I think the different pseudonyms can be very much different audiences, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. styles that you're writing. Marlene? Yeah. Marlene mm-hmm. and then Carla. I don't worry about the genre per se. When I'm working on something, I like to start with an idea and then develop the characters after I get the idea. So I'm more plot driven. Really, your your main idea is the most, or the main character, that's what you start with, the person, is, is the primary focus. And then you're going to put everything else kind of around that beginning. Um, like I've got a I've got a kidnapping mystery, but there's a touch of sci-fi in it, so I'm not going to worry about, you know, the genre. Um, it's it's your story is equated as a journey. Your main character is taking a journey. They have a goal. They want something, and the antagonist is is preventing them from getting what they want. And and you know you can apply that to any genre and and. I would say, you know, get it. The main thing is to get it down first. And, and I'm struggling with this, too, because I try to make each chapter as good as I can before I go on. And, you know, you really with the first draft, you want to get it written because then once you get something down, you can always go back and revise it or, you know, change it or whatever. But, you know, get it down. Don't worry so much about the particulars unless you're working doing it specifically for a specific uh, guideline-oriented something you're submitting to. But if you're doing it um, as your your own writing to start with, just work on what you think you want and, and continue with it. Get it down and then go from there after you've gotten, a, gotten it so that um, you know what you have, and then you can always revise. So I hope that helps. Okay, next up we have Carla. Keep it quick since I've been speaking a lot, but as far as the tools question, I'll answer. Um, if, as a writer, I think my one of my most valuable tools is a good thesaurus, and there are some accessible ones. Um and, you know, a good dictionary and a good thesaurus. But what I like about a thesaurus is if you find yourself overusing a certain word or if the word you're using isn't the exact word, a thesaurus can just be a great thing. You know what I mean? And then as far as my favorite writing tool to write with, it, it I'm, I'm not an iPhone user. I don't like Word that much, but I like a note taker. You know, I like mm-hmm. to write with a note taker because you can cut, you can paste. It's it's more instantaneous than you can import it in whatever format or export it in whatever format you want. 
the Braille's under my fingers. And if I don't want to read, I can turn on the speech and it'll read to me and I can take it with me. So if I get inspired on the road or somewhere else that I'm not home, I don't have to worry about the PC. And so when I'm writing, that's what I like to do. Go ahead. Let me mm -hmm. cut in here for a second. For mm -hmm. our beginning Braille people, the person that said that uh, myself included, but also one of our people that spoke up, can you briefly define a Braille note taker? Yeah, note taker, um, I think, is more than a note taker these days, especially the newer ones are built on a tablet. But basically, they have proprietary software in them, overlaid, uh, you know, and if, if it is a like a touch or around a touch plus or a um, sense six or sense mini, it is built on an Android sort of a tablet so that you have all the things like the Google Play Store and all that, but on overlaid on top of it, you have proprietary software that allows, it has a word processor and some other little things like, you know, a clock, a calendar, email client, different things like that, that has, they all have a universal set of commands that go, you know, that are pervasive in the various apps that are on that note taker. And I frankly think that note taker might be a little bit of a understatement of what they really do because I've used my note takers to the nth degree. You know, they can go on the internet. They may not be as good with their web browser or things like that, but that's not okay, what I have. But, but let's back up a little bit. <laughs> uh, a note taker, you type in Braille and it records what you're typing in Braille, and it saves it electronically. Well, actually, um, the newer note takers, you can write in whatever format you, you they have. You can you can serve you can choose to write in a VRF file, which would be Braille. But a lot of them, they will write in Microsoft Word, and they they have automatic translation in them, like in the touch. When I type into Braille unless I tell it to save, to save it as a, you know, um, you know, in the proprietary software, I can export it um, to a Word file and it translates it back for me. So you can write in any, you know, you can choose whatever you write in. And I also have the necessity to choose in several languages because I work as a teacher and translator of several languages. So I really need that capability too. So you have a lot of choices in how you write. But your Perkin, but your keyboard is a Perkin style. It's the six or seven keys. Yes. So that's that's helpful. So that that's helpful for because yeah. we were giving this other person some options and right. I just wanted to try to flesh that out. The prompt this week is freeform poem, meaning freeform your style, any style, genre of your choice, 75 words or less. Use the words sun and air. Thank you for being with us today. This has been a wonderful writer's chat on Writing Works Wonders. For more information and details, please visit writingworkswonders.com. You'll find plenty of previous episodes, resources, and information available there, as well as the writing prompts. We look forward to being with you next time. I am very excited about Sandra Brown coming. She's one of my favorites. So thanks, guys. That's so thanks. awesome. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. 
a tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.